welcome to the Sunshine Sabbatical. I don't think I've said that in the last few episodes. Luckily, it's in the description, so you know what you're listening to, the five of you that are listening. Greetings from Winter Garden. I'm about to engage in another dinner in one of my favorite places, uh, the the tasting room. I always call it the testing room. I don't know why it flows better, but the tasting room which is this uh, venue that's connected to another place called the Chef's Table. The Chef's Table is the sit-down, fancy-schmancy, upscale version of what the tasting room is. Tasting room is a series of shareable appetizers and a few meals. All the food there is spectacular. Uh, they never disappoint. They have some of the best fries I've ever had. They got fries and duck fat, which is phenomenal stuff. And then the menu changes a lot. But those fries are probably here to stay for eternity. But I wanted to take some time and comment about the submarine tragedy that took place. And I think there's two things I want to explore. The first thing is the U.S. media completely misunderstood why it was getting so much attention. Especially compared to another tragic incident in the Atlantic Ocean, which were the migrants that were trying to, you know, cross to Europe and were trying to start a new life. And the boat, unfortunately, capsized for whatever reason. And there are hundreds missing and hundreds presumed dead. Uh, The one, the submarine was getting more attention, not because we were more worried about these people. It sounds sadistic, but it was because it was a very preventable tragedy. It was a tragedy full of irony. It was a tragedy that was just baffling. And the deeper you dig into it, just the more ridiculous it all was and the more inevitable this all felt. The person who essentially ran the company, who ran this service, was scamming these billionaires. It was these this was a scam. Basically, you were in the, you know, in this little hodgepodge of a vehicle the size of a minivan you get this really small window where you could barely see the ocean and this thing was not built very well and it's you know you got flung two miles underwater to explore the titanic for a little bit but there were all these warning signs there is no communication coming from this vessel Uh, It was poorly built. There was a lot of, you know, potential mishaps from within this small little vehicle thingy. I barely, it barely classifies as a submarine. It barely classifies as a vessel, to be honest. It looked like it was just, you know, put together like on a MacGyver fashion. And the guy that, you know, ran this whole thing was complaining for years about how there's all these regulations that he needs to follow in order to safely bring people towards where the Titanic is. And he even fired, the company even fired people that were whistleblowers and were like, hey, this thing is definitely unsafe and there are definitely going to be problems. And there was even ongoing lawsuits. There were people that were scammed that were suing the company. And like the more you dug into this the more inevitable it all seemed. And 
it was just the basis for all this dark humor, for all the memes. And you don't do that to a tr- actual, you know, a significant tragedy like the migrant boat that capsized. There are no memes related to it. It is a situation, you know, in a post-pandemic world that the very same people that are making the jokes were also trying to bring light to this you know, situation where there are millions of people from all over the world that are trying to find a better life in a planet that went through a global pandemic, right? And also, in the midst of that, has ongoing poverty and ongoing warfare and ongoing corruption from within their homeland. So there's a lot of things going on within the continent of Africa, within what's happening in Central America and South America. Of course, you can't forget what's going on in Haiti. There's a lot of movement happening because there's a lot of crazy stuff occurring in this century that has, you know, that has seen its share of pandemics. Like the, the recent one was the worst one. But there have been other pandemics that the United States was mostly spared from because we had better presidents, we had better administrations. Even George W. Bush set up a program that would prevent pandemics from really hurting the United States. And he actually was the president that set up guardrails in case of terrible pandemics. And even helped out Africa a lot. Like, the George W. Bush era, like, that's a very strange, very strange administration. And I think centuries from now, we're going to look back at this era and be like, what the hell? How could how could an administration be so good on some things and be so damn bad on others? But either way, the very same people that are joking about the orcas taking out ships and submarines... We're the same ones that have tried to bring, you know, attention to the immigration situations that are occurring in Europe and the United States. And it's being met with all this ridiculous resistance from angry white people who just don't understand. And therefore, our focus was not on that tragedy because it was a tragedy that we know happens way too often But instead, that submarine story deserves some focus because it's billionaires. These are people who have so much money, so much access to resources, so many connections that they should have known that this was a trap. The company that, you know, created that little rickety dink of a vessel have scammed billionaires for years have scammed people for a long time. They fired whistleblowers They donated to certain, you know, certain political parties that doesn't like restrictions and doesn't like obstacles related to safety. (laughs) You know who they are. They were red. They're elephants. So this company just had a long line of clues that eventually a tragedy like this was going to happen. So when the search was happening... We all kind of knew in the back of our minds what was going to happen. They didn't stand a chance. If the vessel had not imploded, they were going to run up like it was inevitable. And so then all the dark humor and the memes came about. But the U.S. media completely botched it and thought we were significantly worried about it. So that's why 
you know, that's why the capsized boat that killed hundreds of migrants, unfortunately, got no attention. The submarine story got all the attention because the U.S. media thought we were actually worried. No, we were making fun of the situation. We were just throwing jokes. I don't think there was a legitimate concern, as dark as it sounds, because it was a very preventable tragedy. And the deeper you dig into it, the more obvious it was that it was a bad idea and it should have never gone this far. And even some of the people related to those who were, you know, lost inside that vessel just didn't seem to care. You had that one stepson who went to a Blink-182 concert even though his father was in that ship, was in that submarine. If I had family members stuck in that vessel... I would not be going to a concert. I wouldn't be picking a fight with Cardi B. I wouldn't be making jokes. Ridiculous behavior. And that's... Ultimately, this was just the latest piece of evidence that wealth does not equal intelligence. There is no connection between how smart somebody is and how rich they are. If Elon Musk didn't prove this to you, If Mark Zuckerberg didn't prove this to you, then this submarine story definitely should have. Those billionaires had no business being on that obviously dangerous vessel. And they could have had all the resources that would have warned them, hey, this isn't a good idea. And hell, for just a fraction of the price that this scammy company was charging them, You could have used this money for so many other amazing experiences, safer experiences. For just like 15% of the money that was being charged to plunge two miles into where the Titanic sunk on a small vessel the size of a minivan, you could have gone on one of these princess cruises that travels the entire world for nine months, 50 countries, a hundred destinations. You could have done that multiple times over. Isn't that a better use of your money? Imagine all the far off countries you could visit with all the, with you know the five hundred thousand that they spent on this one little expedition. Think of all the places all over the world that you could visit that other people would just dream, can only dream to be able to see. And here you are and this obviously rickety-ding vessel. The moment that a PlayStation controller is being used to monitor the ship and there's no sonar and you're relying on text messages, man, I am out. Take me out. Give me my money back. But that's the humor. That's the dark humor of it all. They They were just, they were sinking to their deaths and it was just obvious as day. But as I've said... The media definitely botched this story because they didn't realize that it was the irony and the dark humor of it all that was captivating. Not necessarily the fact that they were lost because it was, as I've said, an inevitable tragedy. But also there's this thing where the people are complaining, well, why is this story getting all the attention but the migrants are getting no attention? Because there's nothing else we can do about the migrant situation. Until these governments actually step up and try to do something about it, 
there's really not much we can do. There is no control that, you know, the worried people from all over the world, there's no, con- there's no power that we have to be able to convince these governments, these corrupt governments, these heartless governments, to try to actually do something about it. The United States, this entire century, has botched the immigration situation. Completely botched it. Both political parties have botched it. Obama botched it. Trump especially botched it. George W. Bush botched it. Even though we didn't focus as much on that. Even though the immigration numbers were actually higher under George W. Bush. Both parties have botched this situation. And there's not much we can do until there's some young blood in the White House. Until there's some fresh, youthful, smarter leadership. And under a two-party system, there's not much we can do there. And then there's a situation in Greece and England and Italy where these are populations that are skewed a little bit older. And they don't want, you know, they don't want Africans coming into their country. It is what it is. It's definitely race-related. Brexit happened because of racism. England, people living in England will probably deny it all they want, but it's because of the immigration. That's why Brexit happened. Because they wanted to control their borders more. That was the primary reason. It was very racism-based. It was very race-based. These Africans from all these different countries, from Congo, Nigeria, they deserve a better life. Period. End of sentence. And there's enough space, money, and resources within Europe, especially in the you know European Union, that would give these people new lives, new proper lives. And in return, they will be able to dedicate and donate and do their part to participate in the societies of the new places where they're living in. They just deserve a chance. They just need a chance. But until there's fresher blood... Until we can get rid of all the, you know, extreme right-wing people that are in all over global politics, whether it be the United States or the pro-Mussolini party that's running Italy, there's not much we can do. So therefore, the one thing we can do is make fun of that vessel, make fun of that submarine. It's dark, but... As you know, online humor can get very dark because it's a way that people express their feelings about all the, you know, helplessness that exists in this world. We are helpless to see these migrant boats constantly capsizing. We are helpless when we see these interviews of these people that live by the ocean. They're like, yeah, every once in a while a body is going to wash up on the beach. It feels helpless. So therefore, all our attention went towards that sub with those billionaires, with all that wealth, with all that power that they could use for good. And what makes it all the more dangerous are these billionaires that you know nothing about. They have all this money. They're part of the 1% that owns like 85 to 90% of all the wealth in the, you know, in the United States. Who knows how much, what percentage of wealth they own around the world. And we don't know who they are. Because they don't have to show their face. And that's what's most ridiculous of all. These people with billions of dollars. Money, a an amount of money that they will never be able to fully spend in their lifetime. 
and you never see their faces, which means you hardly ever see them actually doing charitable work or trying to donate money to all these different charities that could provide, you know, food, shelter, and resources to those in need. You never see their faces. Those are the worst kinds of people. So, you know, it is dark humor that definitely was scattered all over social media. That's a definite fact. It was some dark humor. But I do admit, it was all very hilarious. But at the same time, it's because if we're not laughing, then we're crying over the people, you know, who have passed away trying to make that treacherous crossing to Europe, from Africa to Europe. Trying to make that treacherous crossing from Central America to, you know, the United States and even Canada. This is how we're coping. And I'm not here to judge anyone on how they cope with these things because if you're not coping then you're just going to sink into a deeper depression and you're going to sink into this helplessness and in turn you may not be as willing or as motivated to actually do some of the steps that would allow for changes that are needed like voting which is the ultimate example you know the Republican Party Nowadays, their goal is to frustrate you so much that you don't want to vote. That is their goal. The Republican Party in the United States is like two election cycles away from extinction if we can ever get rid of the Electoral College or go by ranked choice voting. We are so close. Closer than they would like for you to believe. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know, as I said... It is a tragedy that the vessel imploded. It was a preventable tragedy. Billions of dollars within all, you know, between all those people. All that money would have, could have, and should have told them that, hey, this is a bad idea. So that was a preventable tragedy, and that is the balance. A preventable tragedy on this side, and an unfortunate, inevitable tragedy on the other side because of inaction. So... At the end of the day, the orcas are winning. <laughs> the the killer whales are, you know, they they are winning this war right now on the oceans. Uh, who knows what their next step is going to be? Looks like they're unionizing, and I, for one, support the orcas. Let it be known, I support the orcas, and I'm not just saying this because you know, on the off chance that I end up on a boat in the next couple years. Please spare me. I'm on your side. But all right. That's about all I have to say about that. And have a good night. Pray for those in need. Pray for those making those treacherous crossings. And let's pray for better leadership in all these different countries so that the process of immigrating to a better life is not such a deadly one. An unnecessary deadly one. Have a good night. Bye.